0: This episode will include mentions and or discussion of alcoholism, anxiety, sexual assault, cheating, child abuse, depression, divorce, drugs, hospitalization, misogyny, pedophilia, prostitution, suicide, and war. Hello everybody, I'm Kristen Rhoda, and this is the KAR Book Club. If you're new, Here's how everything works. Every month, we'll be talking about a book that somebody will help me pick. So you'll get 12 book club episodes per year and reviews for other books I'll be reading every Friday. For more information and updates, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at k.a.r.blog. Again, that's at k.a.r.blog on Instagram. Also, feel free to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Books and Coffee with Kristen, where you'll be getting some bonus content very soon. Now that you know what this podcast is and how it works, let's talk about the July pick No Longer Human by Osamu Desai. Get some water, some coffee, tea, snacks, a blanket, whatever you need. Sit back, relax, open your mind, and of course, enjoy the show. Before we start, special thanks to Taylor for giving us the options for this book club pick, which led us to the book we'll be discussing. For anyone who's looking for more reads, the other books that Taylor suggested were The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller, Daisy Jones and a Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and John Dies at the End by Jason Pargan. I read Daisy Jones and a Six at the beginning of this month and I absolutely loved it, so I totally recommend reading it. Hopefully I'll get a chance to read the other two as well, but if these books interest you, totally go for it. And thank you again Taylor for recommending these books. Now back to No Longer Human, before I start, I want to read the jacket copy first to set the tone because the book is super sad. Portraying himself as a failure, the protagonist of Osamu Dazai's No Longer Human narrates a seemingly normal life, even while he feels himself incapable of understanding human beings. Obayozo's attempts to reconcile himself to the world around him begin in early childhood, continue through high school, where he becomes a clown to mask his alienation and eventually lead to a failed suicide attempt as an adult. Without sentimentality, he records the casual cruelties of life and its fleeting moments of human connection and tenderness. So I'm going to do this episode a little bit differently, and this one might be a little short because I don't exactly have an overwhelming amount of thoughts about this book. I was originally going to do an analysis that was more on the academic research-based side, but that would have just bored and depressed you guys something serious. Plus, this book to me was... I'll get to my personal thoughts later. First, I'm going to give you guys an author bio because most of the plot is based on this biography. And please, please, please remember these warnings at the beginning of this episode. Okay, so as we know, Osama Dazai is the author of No Longer Human. It's fairly short, um, about 177 pages, and it's said to be mostly based on his own experiences. Desai grew up in a small town in northern Japan with a rich, educated family, studying European and American literature and art, and he was influenced by writers such as Fyodor Dostoevsky. His family's wealth was built up by his great-grandfather until they rose to great power and became highly respected. He attended Hirosaki University starting in 1927 and studied literature. In addition to publishing several novels, including No Longer Human, Goodbye, and The Setting Sun, he edited for some student publications and became a staff member of the university's paper. After the death of his favorite writer by suicide in 1927, Desai started to grapple with depression-heavy spending, alcoholism, and other things. He attempted suicide in late 1929 but survived and graduated in 1930. At first, he planned to continue his studies at the Tokyo Imperial University, but he was soon expelled, he started a relationship with a geisha named Hatsuyo Oyama, and his family disowned him. He attempted suicide again with a 19-year-old girl named Shimiko Tanabe. She died, but he was rescued and charged as an accomplice in her death. His family heard of these charges, convinced law enforcement to drop the charges, and reinstated him. After marrying Oyama and getting in more trouble with the law for his political affiliations, he settled down and published his novels. However, he stopped studying and lost his job writing for the Tokyo newspaper. He then published The Final Years, which was meant to be a farewell before his third attempt at suicide in March 1935. He was soon hospitalized, and he became addicted to the morphine-based painkiller that was used to treat him. The next year, he was admitted to a mental institution. During that time, his wife had an affair with his best friend, which led to his fourth attempt at suicide, this time with his wife, but both survived. They divorced, and Desai soon remarried and had a girl in 1941. When the Pacific War started in that same year, Desai was excused from the draft due to his health issues. During this time, he published many stories, including retellings of those of another writer named Ihara Sakaku, and some retellings of some old Japanese fairy tales. He had a son in 1944, but unfortunately during the war, his house was destroyed when the United States bombed Tokyo the next year. His family escaped the fire unharmed, and he had a daughter two years later. By the late 1950s, Desai became a popular but controversial figure. He was a known communist and he eventually became addicted to alcohol. He later met a woman named Tomie Yamazaki and left his family to move in with her. While living with Yamazaki, he finished and published No Longer Human. The novel, which we picked for this month, is about a young man who was alienated from the human race and is based on Desai's life. In the same year he published this novel, both Desai and Yamazaki died by suicide and were discovered deceased several days later. I'm sorry you guys, that was super depressing, and hopefully it didn't make you too sad, but like I said, I don't want to do too much analyzing. So, I'm mostly going to talk about moments in the book that particularly caught my attention, and then I'll just do my rating and why I rated it that way. So the first moment that caught my attention was the prologue. The protagonist, Obayozo, has left behind his personal notebooks, and 10 years later, an unknown narrator is presumably looking through them and reading them. He is also looking at some photographs of Yozo. The first one is a photo of Yozo as a boy, but he isn't exactly smiling in the photograph. He's grimacing, actually. The narrator looks at two other photographs, and at the end of the prologue, he says that Yozo has the saddest face that he had ever seen. So I guess this was foreshadowing for Yozo's childhood trauma leading to his sad life. For example, he was sexually abused by two servants living in the house, and he actually decided not to report it. Instead, he keeps clowning and entertaining everyone around him. What this section and the photographs made me think of is how even a lot of modern comedians may not have gone through the exact same things as Yozo, but there seems to be a similarity in how comedy has been sort of a trauma response. I actually read this article on ABC News called What's the Deal with Comedians and Depression by Liz Naporant. This article starts with the mention of Robin Williams' death, and how it showed the dark side of comedy. Comedy is said to be a counterphobic response to depression and there's actually an expression called the mask of depression, which is basically a more acceptable face that comedians are believed to put on in public. So it's fair to say that Yozo put on that face to mask his depression and his alienation from society. But another moment that got my attention was in a second notebook when Yozo's classmate confronts him about one of his stunts at school telling him, you did that on purpose. So it's kind of like, oh gosh, what do I do now? So, Yozo befriends this classmate, so a secret about who he really is won't be revealed. So that was kind of another moment where he puts on the more socially acceptable face in public, but seldom shows his true self. And then one day, Yozo is swapping his new friend's ears and he says, I'll bet lots of women will fall for you. And in the notebook, Yozo talks about how he internally does not want that at all. He talks about how he already doesn't understand anybody, but he says that he finds women even harder to understand. I think there was actually a section in the book where he talked about prostitution and how he said that called them something to the effect of just idiotic and, I don't know, just saying that they're not intelligent, but um, I'll digress about that because I don't want to talk about that. But you know, I guess that would lead to my thoughts and opinions about the book overall, and this part is what conflicted me the most. I decided to title this episode the hardest review I've ever done because it really is. Like, it really, really is. I came close to canceling this episode multiple times because of it. I almost DNF'd the book. I was conflicted and I was stressed out about it. It, I, it, I did not have a fun time writing the script. Like, it took me forever to do it. It's really hard to sum up my thoughts, but I'm just gonna tell the truth and that's it. I might ruffle a few feathers, but it is what it is, honestly. So let me say this first. Some people really like the book. Some people really don't like the book. And I guess those are, I guess everyone has some good reasons for it. But then I've seen some reviews that are just very distasteful and they go too far. Um, Just look on Goodreads so you'll know what I'm talking about. But there's a category of people that are more on the fence. And that's probably the category that I would place myself in. Now, it's complicated because I did not enjoy reading the book. I've said I've hated it a couple of times but then I thought about it and I was like do I really hate it is it just not my cup of tea like do I like the subject matter but I don't like the book it's hard it's really hard so again reading it was not an enjoyable experience but then again it's I guess that that's I guess that's kind of the point but then again sometimes the subject matter is still a little too unsavory for me now what I mean by that is I understand what the point of the author and the protagonist being alienated from society like I understand that Because when I was younger, I felt that a lot of times. But still, some things were said and done that I just can't justify for the sake of mental health awareness. I mean, don't get me wrong, hear me out. Mental health is very important to talk about because a lot of people are suffering to this day. But it doesn't justify the misogynistic attitude of the author and the um, protagonist. And it doesn't justify the abandonment of your wife and children for another woman. That, I can't excuse. I don't know I guess it's I guess it's my opinion of it like I'll give it three stars like I can't give it four or five and like I can't give it anything lower than free I'm just like right in the middle because I understand I want to understand but I can't justify everything that was done so I guess I just didn't enjoy the book itself but I understand the point I guess I just didn't like the way it was done if that makes sense and on that note I'm gonna close here Thank you guys so so much for listening again special thanks to taylor everyone who voted everyone who's been engaging with my instagram please share this podcast with your friends and if you're just hearing this follow me at k.a.r.blog on instagram again that's at k.a.r.blog on instagram stay tuned for more episodes and i thought i'd give you guys a head start by revealing the august pick right now For August, we'll be reading Lulu and Milagro Search for Clarity by the amazing Angela Velez. So go ahead and get to your favorite bookstore or Amazon or Google Books and get you a copy. Thank you so much again for listening and I'll see you next time.